praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Can we, wherever we are listening right now, just wave your hands to heaven and say, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord. You are a faithful God. You are a great God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Glory to God, who has made us to triumph. Triumph over every challenge, ever, over every problem. Through his word, Lord, we give you glory. We give you all the honor. In Jesus' name. Woo, glory to God. Well, today I just want to talk about the subject I've talked about before. So I'll say this is uh, a part two. Move by God's word. Be moved by God's word, and not by by how you feel, not by the by your senses. Be moved by God's word, and not by how you feel, not by your human senses. You know, not by the reality the word shows to you, not by how you feel about that matter, what you see about that matter, how it shows itself. Of before you, you know, you know, so be moved by God's word. So I'll be talking, this is the part two of my praise God. Well, going back to the scripture that we, we read, Second Kings, Second Kings chapter 3, glory to God. I know a lot of you are blessed. I've been listening to that glorious message. Hallelujah. Praise God. Second Kings chapter 3. Well, to spare our time, I would want to read the whole story. But we at least we, we've had an idea of what the scripture in particular says. But it would do me well if I go through that scripture a bit more. I'll do as well too. Well, I read from verse 6 of Second Kings chapter 3. It says, At the time King Jehoram went out from Samaria and got all Israel together in fighting order. Well, we know the reason why he gathered all Israel in a fighting order. Because of the mobile kingdom had stopped paying tribute as they should, as they did in the reign of his father, King Ahab. So the servant says, and he sent to Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has got free from my authority. Will you go with me to make war on Moab? And he said, I will go with you. That is Jehoshaphat speaking. I am as you are, my people as your people, and my horses as your horses. And he said, Which way are we to go? And he said in answer, By the ways land of Edom. Hallelujah. By the word, waste land of Edom. So the king of Israel went with the king of Judah 
and the king of Edom by a roundabout way for seven days. So they marched for seven days. And there was no water for the army or for the beasts they had with them. Actually, this is a problem. It's quite a challenge for an army, an army to go without or march without water. Remember, they marched for seven days already and their water got exhausted. Well, you can't meet your enemy without water, without supply. You, of course, die before you get to the enemy. Glory to God. And the king of Israel said, Here is trouble, for the Lord has God. Now, King Jehoram saw the problem. He said, For the king of Israel said, Here is trouble, for the Lord has got these three kings together to give them into the hands of Moab. So the king of Israel had no understanding that it was the will of God. Of course, we've read the story. You know what happened to the, the children of Moab. That it was the will of God for the Moabite kingdom to be destroyed. In short, precisely, we know that the Moabite kingdoms were one of the kingdoms that God desired to make extinct in the, on planet Earth. That by reason of whatsoever, that Joshua did not march against them and alienate them totally. The Amalekites and the Moab and the tribes on earth that God wanted extinct. However, I don't know why, but he wanted them extinct. Well, one of the reasons could be that a Moabite king called the prophet and told the a prophet, was it the prophet Balaam, yes, to lay a curse on the children of Israel. Well, God does not joke with people who want to lay curse on his own. He told Abraham, he said, those who will curse you, well, he will do to them harshly. That is what that particular uh, verse says. He will do to them harshly. So the Moabite were ought to be at the mercy of God when it comes to judgment. So, but Jehoshaphat said, is there no problem? Now, King Joharah lacked the knowledge of God's will concerning the situation on ground. Because, hopefully, because the father King Ahab joked around with God, played around, ignored God. So, you know, he, he, he grew up having, not, having no knowledge of what, what God's mind is for the children of Israel. Praise the Lord. Well, King Jehoshaphat, on the other hand, in some way, knew that we're in this situation is not all hopeless. Let's actually know what God is going to say concerning this situation. Glory to God. Let's just know what you know God is going to say concerning what this situation. What is God going to really say about this problem? What is God going to really say about this challenge? What is God going to say about this absence of water in the midst of a real project? Absence of money 
in the, in the midst of this project. Oh, I can't abandon this project. Joshua had an idea. He said, well, if it's a problem, let's know what God's will. It's, if God is telling us, go back to, to our countrymen, well, we go back to them. If God is saying, march on, well, we are going to march on. That was Jehoshaphat's mindset. But King Jehoram actually never knew. He saw the trouble and said he was finished. And that is why, if you're listening to me, whatever challenge you are going through, whatever trouble you're going through, whatever problem you're going through, please, I beg of you, don't be like King Jehoram, who just gave it all up and accused God of a sin he had not even thought of to commit. Some of us, when we get into issues, why well, you tell the Lord, well, Lord, I've been serving you in the house of the Lord. I've been paying my tithe and offering. Why is there no money in my bank account? Why do I have to go about asking people for money? I'm so shameful. What's the problem? Why can't I take care of my family? I'm serving you. I even clean the toilet. I put my hand inside people's sheet. I do a whole, I scrub it properly and the toilet comes up sparkling. But my account is as much as the sheet I cleared off in the toilet. You're asking God why, why? When you ask God why, why? I say, God, I'm serving you. You're making me poor. That shows you have no understanding or idea of God's will for our lives, for your life. But Joseph had is he maybe of course he didn't know what God's will for. Yes. As much as King Jehoram had no knowledge of God's will at the situation at that moment. King Jehoshaphat as well had no knowledge of God's will at that moment. But he had a right attitude. What was that attitude? He seeked for God's word. He seeked for God's counsel. Let's read forward. Further. Say, but Jehoshaphat said, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may get direction from the Lord? I'm using the basic Bible English. But Jehoshaphat said, verse 11, Is there no prophet of the Lord here through whom we may get directions from, from the Lord? And one of the kings of Israel men said in answer, Elisha the son of Shaphat is here, who was servant to Elisha. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. But Elisha said to the king of Israel, What have I to do with you? Go to the prophet of your father and mother. And the king of Israel said, No. For the Lord has got these three kings together to give them up into the hands of the Moab. You see, still accusing the Lord. He said, no, I'm not going to the prophet. <laughs> he said, you see, see, of course he had a, a, quite an attitude here, yeah, but still not good enough. Glory to God. But still what? Not good enough. He had quite an attitude. But he said, no, prophet Elisha. I can't go to the prophet of my father and mother. 
Because it seems to me that even the God who I don't know is the one leading me into this problem. Still accusing God, you know. Then Elisha said, By the life of the Lord's armies, whose servant I am, if it was not for the respect I have for Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, I will not give a look at you or see you. But now give me a player of music. And it will come, up, come about that while the man is playing, the hand of the Lord will come on me and I will give you the word of the Lord. Now look at here. Look at what Elisha said. Now, Elisha said, get me a player of music. Maybe in our dispensation right now, we, we know that as Christians, the Lord is with us, in us, and upon us. So his presence surrounds us. Glory to God. Well, we might not really need a player of music at, at a time when we need to deal with our issues. It could be that I was in some diesel forest and there was an ambush and I needed a way out. I needed my team to win out, to win, to be victorious at the point. Well, I wouldn't be looking for a player of music at that time. I should know God's word that he's with me all the time. Always. But he said something. One of the things you discover here, and which is more, is so much more about what I want to talk to you about in this, in this um, second part of this sermon, is Elisha didn't take the trouble to the Lord. Lest him. Elisha did not take the problem to the Lord. He didn't say, Know what the Lord? Oh God, oh God, my Father. My Father, my Father, my Father. Know what thou, what are we going to do about it? How are we going to come out of this? We are in trouble. We can't go and fight war. What is your counsel, Lord? Should we go back or should we go forward? No, 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 no. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. What did he do? Let's see what the word of God says that he did. He said, now, verse 15, he said, but now, get me a player of music. And it will come about that while the man is playing. He told them what will happen. He said, the hand of the Lord will come on me and I will give you the word of the Lord. Glory to God. It's someone with me here. And I will do it, give you the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Glory to God. And I will give you what? The word of the Lord. Let's read Matthew chapter 6 verse 32. Matthew chapter 6 verse 32. Before I read that scripture, I want you to know that Elisha knew that God had knowledge of the situation which they were in. And he, it was a waste of time and energy to go about telling the Lord the problem and the situation at the moment. But went straight ahead to know what the will of God was for him in his life. Well, we know we know 
that in the old times, in the times of the prophet, that the Holy Ghost will come upon them and settle and finish an assignment and leave. That is actually the hand of the Lord. The hand of the Lord that comes upon Elisha or came upon Elisha of either the prophet at the time when they minister was the Holy Ghost. Well, we know in our time now, as many as received him, he gave them what? Power to become sons of God. Well, we know in the book of Romans, chapter, chapter 8, we know that we have been, that we cry Abba, Father. We call God Father because of the Spirit of God that is within us. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So we don't need the Holy Ghost to come upon us, come upon us as the hand of the Lord at a time when we are going through moments of pain. Praise the Lord. And another thing that is very, very, very important I should mention is that when Jehoshaphat requested that, is there a prophet in the land? Well, at that time, the prophet was the mouth of the Lord. But well, in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1, it says, well, we could read that, script, that, that scripture quickly, then I go back to Matthew 6, um, 6, 6.32. Well, it says, in time past, the word of God came to our fathers through the prophets in different parts and in different ways. But now, at the end of these days, now, some ontological persons who, well, according to the ministry, who don't have quite spiritual intelligence to know the simple things written in the scriptures, will come out and tell you where this scripture talks about the end of days. It's not talking about, it's not speaking about now. Well, if you read the scripture, they say, but now. At the end of these days, it has come to us through his sons. Now, in time past, he said, the word of God came, he said, the word of God came to our fathers through the prophet. Now, verse 2 says, but now, the word of God comes to us well, through his son. How did the word of God come through his son? Well, we know if you're a believer, you're listening to me, the death, burial, and resurrection. See, this is death, the sacrifice of God. Hallelujah. When Jesus died for our sins and we had the forgiveness of sins, praise the Lord. The scripture says, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. Verse 14 says, Christ has redeemed us so that the blessings of Abraham shall come unto us. Even the promise of what? The Spirit. Praise the Lord. So the word of God now comes to us through Jesus. Well, because of what Jesus has done, we have the word of God to us. Now we have the word of God in our phones. Is that not miraculous? God is a tech, is, is tech savvy. God is the master of tech service or tech service. God is their master. The master of those who are technically savvy. 
Glory to God. So we have Bibles in our phones. We have the Word of God in our phones. We have it on paper. Glory to God. So the Word of God comes to us through the Son. So right now in these days, we may not want to go to a prophet. You know, you are in some bishop and so you want to pick your phone. So we call in your pastor who is at who is in church, hopefully at night, or probably sleeping or having or have, making making fun with the wife. And you're calling him at that great time and telling him, Pastor, I'm in submissive for us. Right now, there's guns. There are bullets passing over my head. I don't know what to do. Now, what's the word of the Lord saying for me? No, in this time, you have your Bible, the word of God, through his son. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So you don't need to go up to a prophet to inquire. You have your Bible to know what God is saying concerning you. If you don't have an idea of what problem you are going through at that point, or what God is saying about that moment, well, you need to go to the Bible and know what God is saying in the Bible. Well, like Kenneth Hagin would say, when he was paralyzed and had, his, had a blood disease and had a heart challenge, well, at the time, the gospel folks at that time, especially from the denomination he came from, said that healing was not for him. That the healing, the era of healing has passed. So he can't get healed. In other words, he's going to die of a blood disease, of a heart problem, or of paralysis. Well, Brother Hagen, Brother Kenneth Hagen, said he went to the Word. He picked up the Bible and told himself and told the Lord, well, whatsoever I read in this Bible, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to hold the Word. I'm going to hold the Word accountable. Well, he did that. He opened the Bible and began to read. Came across Matthew 6 and read that. That was the worry problem. Then read and came across Mark 11, 23 and 24. And he said, as he read it, he got the word of God instantly. He knew God's will. He knew that God's will for him was not to be sick, not to have paralysis, not to have blood disease, not to either have a heart problem. And he began to do what the word of God says in Mark 11, 23. He said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, well, that blood disease was a mountain to him. Hallelujah. That blood disease was a what? A mountain to him. That paralysis was a mountain to him. Yes, that heart problem was a mountain to him. So Mark 11, 23, he says, Jesus speaking. He says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt on his heart, but believe that those things which he said shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he said. He got that word. He got to him. He believed it. Then he read in verse 24. He said, Whatsoever you desire when you pray. Well, he was desiring healing. Well, the past, some people who were around him were not actually desiring. They were desiring him there. Everyone that came around him desired him there. But he knew he wanted to come out of the bed. He knew he wanted, he wanted to come out of this paralysis. He knew. He desired the change. He desired the transformation in his body. He desired healing in his body. When he now got to see it in the scripture, say, whatsoever ye desire, whatsoever, 
not something. When you pray, believe that you have received it and you shall have it. So he stayed on the word of God and his desires came to pass. The word of God what brought him what result instantly. He got up from the bed of his sick bed. Now he has preached. He is dead. He has gone to heaven now to be with the Lord. But he, his, his works, his ministry still lives as much more than he lived. Glory to God. So in, but now at the end of these days, it has come to all through his son, to whom he has given all things for a heritage, and through whom he made the order of all the generations. Glory to God. Glory to God. So you see, God brings the word of God to settle things. So you see, Elisha, as I'm going back to what I was trying to say before I came down, Elisha didn't go up to God or said, oh my father, my father, oh the devil's in my village, oh the powers of darkness, oh they have come again. Lord, you said in your word. Now, he didn't go about that. But he said something. Hallelujah. He said something. What did he say? He said, the hand of the Lord will come upon me. The hand of the Lord will come upon me while the play of music plays. And the word of God will come to me and I will speak it. So if you look at what he did, he didn't take the problems to God. He didn't take the water challenge to God. Because he knew that was he knew that God knew that there was a water challenge. What did I say again? He knew Elisha knew that there was what a water challenge. This is my emphasis on today's message on being moved by God, by God's word, and not by what you see. Hallelujah. So what happened was he knew that God knew about the situation. But he said God's word. Well, he didn't know what God's word would be at that moment. But he knew God's word would change the, the, the problem. Would change what? The situation. He knew God's word will change the situation in the life of the children of Israel, Edom, and Judah. So he said, when you play. Now, let's look at Matthew 6, 32 and see what God says there. Hallelujah. This is Jesus speaking. He said, because the Gentiles go in search of all those things. Well, let me, let me read from verse 30. Say, but if God gives such clothing to the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is, but put into the oven, will he not much more give you clothing, O you of little faith? Then do not be full of care. Do not be full of care, saying, What are we to have for food or drink? With what 
may we be clothed? With what may we be clothed? Because the Gentiles go in search of all those things for your Father in heaven. I want you, if you are listening to me, to say, my Father in heaven. I want you to say that word again, my Father in heaven. Say, for your Father in heaven has knowledge that you have need of all those things. Well, if you are beside your wife or whoever you are with, and you just heard what I say, I want you to tell that person beside you, well, your father knows what you need. Our heavenly father do know that we need, we need these things. We need food to eat. We need to have breakfast. We need to have lunch. We need to have dinner. We need to go to school. We need that and that. Our Father knows that we need clothes. And our earthly fathers do well in making sure that those things are available. What of the God of heaven? The one that lacks nothing. The God that created heaven and earth. That calls things to be and they are. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, Lafoshika. Glory to God. Give God a wave of it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He said, For your Father in heaven has knowledge that you have need of all these things. So going back to, to 2 Kings chapter 3. Let's go back and see what the Bible says. He said, But now get me a player of music. And it will come about that while the man is playing, the hand of the Lord will come on me, and I will give you the word of the Lord. Hmm. He didn't go up to the Father and said to the Father, <laughs> Well, when the play of me will play, I'll tell God what the problem is. When I tell God what the problem is, then he will give me the word. Nah. Read that verse of the scripture again. Now, he didn't say such a thing. So when you go to a prophet and the prophet wants to know the problem, well, of course, you shouldn't go to a prophet either because there is no need to go to a prophet when you have the Bible in your house. The word is near you and in your mouth. What that says is the Bible is near you and should be in your mouth. <laughs> Glory to God. Yes. That's what our scripture says. In Romans chapter 10. It says the word is what? Near you. And in your mouth. And that means your Bible is near you. And should be in your mouth. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says let this law of the law not depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate day in. Day and night. And yet shall what have one good success and prosper in the things. Prosper in what? Glory to God. And prosper. So he didn't go up to God and say, Lord, this is the problem. The Israelites, the congregation of Israel, the congregation of Judah, the congregation of Edom have come to me, oh, they are lacking water. 
provide them water. And he waits the Lord to speak. Mm-mm. That is not what he did. He knew. You see, knowledge, knowing the will of God in your life, knowing who God is, helps your faith in Christ. Help your faith in this life. Jesus said in Mark, in Mark 11, 22, the B-Pi said, how does God kind of faith? It means think like God thinks. Get to know God for the kind of person he is. God is not the kind of person you go up to him and tell him problems. And that was why he warned us in the New Testament. I said, whatsoever ye bring to my ear, that is what you will have it. Where Elisha and me, they are going to tell the Lord, no water was to, was to breathe upon the problem that was existing. It was not, it wasn't, it, it's not meant to be said before the presence of God. You see, the Bible said, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Come on. Say, grieve not the Holy Spirit. Do you know how we grieve the Holy Spirit? We grieve the Holy Spirit in our words. We grieve what the Holy Ghost with our words. What words? The words that are not in line with what God is saying concerning us. Hallelujah. So, Elisha knew better. Elisha did what? He knew better. So he didn't go before God. That's my emphasis today. He didn't go before God and say, God, the problem. Well, what's your word saying? Say, Lord, this is the challenge. My daughter is a die. What are you saying about it? Mm-mm. He said, Elisha said, let him play the music. God will speak. <laughs> yes. God knows the situation. And it, it shows, you see, this verse 15 of 2 Kings chapter 3 shows how God, it shows how God is eager to draw you out of that problem. It shows us as an example. The Old Testament is there for us to learn. It, this scripture, I, I, the lesson I get from this verse 15 is that God is so eager in a hurry to take us away from that moment of trouble we have. That's the truth. If you read Matthew 6.32, whatever translation you read it with, you will come to understand that God is eager to take you from that problem that you are facing. Hmm, quickly. He's in a haste to pull you out of that problem. But you need to have an understanding that he does. He wants to really pull you out. That's why Jesus would meet those sick folks and tell them, well, can I heal you? He said, yes, I want you to heal me. Hmm? Do you want me to heal you? Yes, I want you to heal you. He would always ask the question. 
You need to know that I will do that. You need to know that God will take you away from that situation. So Elisha leave without a shadow of doubt that this was a light matter. Now let me tell you something. If you read verse verse 18 I think that was this is, not, this is actually not the A part of verse 18 was not the word of the Lord. It was Elisha speaking in himself. He was speaking out of the abundance of his heart of what he knows about God. Then he said and this will be only a small thing in the Lord. What? Providing water. <laughs> Woo! So Elisha, out of the abundance of his heart, said, the Lord did not say it would be a light thing. He was the one now saying, look, look at the sentence here. We all did English in school. He said, and this will be only a small thing to the Lord. The King James Version said, this will be a light thing. A light thing before the Lord. In addition, he will give thee more by now. He's now completing God's word concerning the situation. In addition, he will give the Moabite into your hands. What will he do? He will give the Moabite into your hands. Out of the abundance of his heart, Elisha spoke. He has spoken God's word to assure them that he knows what he's saying. He said, this will be a small thing. He knew the scripture that says with God all things are possible. We have to know who God is. Oh. For our faith to work in God's word, we need to know who God the Father is to us. And the first thing I would encourage all believers to do is to know, first of all, if you're a Christian and you're a believer and you're a child of God, is to know that God knows what you are in need of. Even before you ever open your lips to ask. What does that mean? I'm not saying it's not, I'm not writing the place of asking off. Yes, I'm not writing it off. But you see, you see, sometimes we need to approach God's word the way. We need to approach God's word as it is. Because sometimes we, when we even ask, we ask in unbelief. Yes, we ask in unbelief. We all know about the asking part. We don't know about the receiving part. Where in Acts, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7, talks about, it said, ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you. Verse 8 says, he that asketh shall receive. Well, some of us ask. And we ask in unbelief. So before you begin to ask, well, the word there, ask, is translated demand. In the original script, is, this, is the word that means to demand. It's a power word. In other words, in case you are asking God for another kidney, you are asking God for a third kidney, it's two that God gave up, huh? And you're asking, and there is necessary, there is a need that you need a third kidney. He said, God will put it there for you. That is actually the word, demand that you will receive. 
I'm using that for an instance. Of course, we don't need a third king. But I had to use that as a description. Even if it is not in heaven or on earth, what you are in need of, and God knows you are in need of it, and it's not in heaven, it's not on earth. He said God will produce it and bring it to your doorsteps. That's actually that word, ask. So some of us don't even understand the asking principle about what it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what happened? What happened? Elisha spoke the word. So what did Elisha say? Elisha said, And he said, The Lord says, Now look at it. He said, The Lord says, Now, In that lack situation, Let me continue. Said He said, The Lord says, I will make this valley full of water holes. I will well make this valley full of what? Water holes. For the Lord says, Though you see no wind or rain. For the Lord says, Though you see no wind or rain, the valley will be full of water, and you and your armies and your bees will drink. Now, then he said, the Lord says, well, as I was saying, for instance, let me use a sick person. Hopefully you you are sick with cancer, and hopefully they've given you a month to live and should die. Well, the cancer is eating you up. No medical, no medicine could solve your problem. It's social. It's an impossible situation for medicine to do. So, first of all, well, the question is: your first step, the first step to do, is to do what? The first step to do is to do what? To know what God's word is saying. Then you say, Hallelujah. Let's go ahead. He said, the Lord says, I will make this valley full of water. Well, if you have your King James Version, it says something quite a little different. Well, there's a little variance here. Well, that means that in the original script, it's actually saying that the Lord is one going to make the valley full of holes. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The Lord says, though you see no wind, now, if you read from verse 20, it says, Now in the morning, about the time when the offering was made, they saw water flowing from the direction of Edom. So the country was full of water. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And in verse 20, the provision was certain, was seen with the evidence. They saw no wind, they saw nothing, they just had God's word believed in God's word, woke up the next morning, went about their normal business, and quickly, suddenly, they saw what? A manifestation. Praise the Lord. Well, they they did what? They saw the manifestation. Quickly, I want to give us certain steps from what we've read, or from what we've just 
from the scripture we've read. I don't know if you, you're going through problems, you're going through any form of challenge. You're sick, lack of money, whatever it is, whatever that problem is, you know that you can't solve the problem, you know nothing. Even if you can solve the problem, well, sometimes it's good to have faith in God, isn't it? It's good to have faith in God. Have faith. God is the Father. Let Him provide. Let Him do the whole provision thing. You know? You know, some people come up with one word that is not scriptural, never scriptural. Say, God gave us brain so that, he, so that he, we could allow Him to rest. No, well, God never gave us brain. God gave us brain to depend on Him. Yes. They say God gave us brain so that we can rest. It's demonic. It's demonic. That scripture, that, I mean, that word, that philosophy will, will, will kill the father, the, 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 the father knowledge you know about God in you. It will bring in all about works. Praise the Lord. It will bring in works in your life. That word is not scriptural. As far as I'm concerned, with the Holy Ghost with me, and God with me, Jesus with me, that word is demonic. God did not give you brain so that he would rest. God gave you brain so that you will know him and depend on him. That's the truth. God gave you brain to do what? So that you will what? Know him. Accept the gift he gives. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. Depend on him. Have faith enough to what? Reign here on earth as king. And as priest. God did not give you brain for him to go and live. <laughs> they say it's not everything you need to disturb God. See, my brother and sister, disturb God. About I'm not saying you should disturb God. I mean, get to know God's will concerning every situation. It's best to live on the platform of faith than works. I know God is going to bless the works of our hands, but you see, it's better off when you know that God can provide that thing more. And God who is able to give us all world, who will make all grace abound to us. That we all having all sufficiency. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. May abound to every good work. Hallelujah. So the steps to take when we find ourselves in a daring situation, in a daring, challenging situation that we can't come out from by our own self. Number one, go to your Bible. Tell someone beside you, go to your Bible. Go off to your Bible. Find out what God's will is saying what concerning you. Come on. Go to your Bible. Find out what God's word is saying what concerning you. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20 says, Attend to my word. Hacking unto my words. Proverbs 4 20 to 23. Let the word not depart from your eyes. Ah. It shall be life unto you and mercy into your body. So what you do is go to your Bible. No, you don't need to go to a prophet because we are not in the dispensation where we go to the prophet to know what God's will is for us. And now, we go to our Bible. Open your Bible. If you're a Christian, open your Bible. Open your Bible. 
the Holy Spirit is with you. The Bible said the hand of the Lord came upon Elisha and he began to say, he said, the Lord said. So you now ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is God's will concerning this challenge? The Holy Spirit is not going to be a hand coming on you. He's already in you as a Christian. Well, for the unbeliever who is hearing me, if you want to be saved, go to the Bible. Maybe you can ask the Holy Ghost. He will take you to the scripture. He might give you an instruction to call a prophet or call a pastor to come and lead you to Christ. Go all to the Bible as the Holy Spirit will open your eyes and lead you to the scripture that will meet your problem. In short, I would advise you to stay continuously studying your Bible. Not when problem comes. I'm not advocating that when problem comes only, that is when you go to your Bible. No. I'm saying that you should stay with the Bible every day. At every moment, if you have a chance to read Bible, read it. Because a time is coming, temptation will come at you and you, you will need the word of God in you to challenge it at that moment. So go to the Bible. And the second thing you need to do is say what, you, what you've read. Say what the word of God. The second thing you need to do is to come out of that daring situation or challenge Say what God is saying. What you've read in the scriptures, that is the will of God. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Well, I forgot to mention. Well, you could hear God's word in church. When you go to church, your pastor might preach and say, this is the will of God for something else. Maybe from there you could hear. You could buy messages as well. As number, The number one thing you need to do. You can buy messages as well. So what you do is, go for the word, go for the word. That is number one, go for the word. You can find that in your Bible. You can hear messages on the word of God that will, that will tell you what God is saying. Hallelujah. Then the second I said, say it. Say it. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. The Lord shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. By Christ Jesus, Philippians 4, 14. By his stripes I am healed. He himself who took upon himself my infirmities. By his stripes I am healed. Matthew 6, 18. 1 Peter 2, verse 24. He said he took my sins upon his body and went to the cross. By his stripes I am healed. You speak the word concerning that situation and you come out. 2 Kings, I mean 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9 says, This is the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he was rich for my sake, he became poor, that in his poverty that I am made what? Rich. I am rich. Let the poor say, He is rich. I am rich. I stand on the word. I am rich. You say it out until your spirit conforms. Psalm 24, verse 1. The earth is the Lord and his fullness thereof. And they that word dwell in it. The word and the people who dwell in it. You say God's word. Psalm 23 verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. You say God's word to that situation. And continue to say it. Mark 11 23 tells us how to say it. It says, whatsoever, whatsoever shall say unto this mountain. Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And shall not doubt in his heart. But what? Believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he does what says. 
So, three times saying is mentioned in that scripture. And one time believing is mentioned. So, if we, are, if we ought to, to break through from that situation, we ought to say God's word. We have to what? Go for God's word, believe it, and what? Say it. And say it until we are out of that situation. You shouldn't stop saying it. And continue saying it even after you are out of that problem. Let the word of God what? Stay in your heart. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, With the heart, man believe it. With a man, confession is made. That's 10 says, With the heart, it says, We confess what unto was salvation. And verse 11 says, He that believes shall not what be disappointed. So when you are in that bare challenge or in that bare moment, go to the word. Look up the word for what concerning that problem. You could go and get messages that talks about that solution problem. What are you going there to do? Why are you ask? Why are you going for the page to know what God is saying concerning? A man of God says, "Where the will of God is known, transformation will start." Hallelujah! And I pray for you, having heard the word of God. That the Lord will open your eyes to know the will of God as much in abundance in the precious name of Jesus. Well, if you have comments to make or suggestions to make or you want to contact me, well, you can get me at my email or send me an email at ratsurangers.witness at gmail.com or you could, you know, you know, make a comment on the podcast, and the Lord bless you, Rishi. God bless your goodly hearts. Amen.